The following program is a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program. Hello, everyone. My name is Omar Carmona. I am a partner at the Carmona Lozano Mesa Law Firm, CLM Law Firm for short. Uh, I work with my partners, Cesar Lozano and Eric Meza with a Z. Uh, we have been um, operating our law firm since January of 2019. We are a new firm. However, we do have lots of experience prior to opening the firm. Uh, we were all solo practitioners and we had tried multiple cases in criminal defense law and we do primarily adult criminal defense, juvenile criminal defense, federal criminal defense, we work a lot of cases with uh, parole boards, and we also do some uh, personal injury. Mr. Mesa handles those cases, but we are primarily a criminal defense firm, and we love to do what we do. Um, we started our law firm. We have a, 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 we're a small firm, um, but uh, El Paso mostly has solo practitioners, um, but we are a, a, a full-service criminal defense law firm uh, in El Paso County, and we work all th uh, throughout Texas. But today I'm going to be talking to you about juvenile law. And obviously this is important because a lot of us are parents and there's some things we don't understand about what it is to be in the system, so to speak. So I'm going to be talking about that. Uh, this is our uh, vodcast podcast, Litigate This. And uh, if you have any questions, please, uh, uh, I think our information is going to be on the page. Also, you can office uh, email us at office at clmfirm.com. Com. You can give us a call, 915-225-1555. We offer free consultations, and everything uh, you talk to us about or ask us is confidential um, unless you give us permission to speak specifically. But normally we wouldn't have to air anything in public, um, but if there's anything you want to talk to us about, it is confidential. So again, this is about juvenile law, and a lot of people don't understand uh, juvenile law. One of my biggest pet peeves is that lawyers in this community treat juvenile law, going into juvenile court, like it's traffic ticket court. Uh, I assure you the stakes are just as high in juvenile law, if probably not even higher, because we are sometimes talking about the future of a child, uh, dealing with college admissions, military admissions, and potential uh, employment down the road. So again, I'm gonna give a little bit of brief information on juvenile law. In Texas, a child can be charged with a crime from the ages of 10 to 16. So yes, I have had, uh, I have represented kids as young as 10 years old, and it's at the time of the alleged offense. So let's say a kid commits an offense uh, a week before he or she turns 17, and the, they commit the crime and then they're investigated after their 17th birthday and then charged. They are not charged as an adult because that child was 16 when the alleged offense took place. They will be charged as a juvenile. So, uh, and a court has jurisdiction on probation until that child turns 19. Now, if there is a commitment to the Texas Juvenile Justice, um, uh, TJJD, Texas Juvenile Justice Department, uh, that could be a commitment up until the 19th birthday. Uh, what can a child be charged with? Well, with any jailable offense, anything from as low as a class B misdemeanor all the way to a capital felony. And we can talk more about that later. Uh, but again, the jurisdiction expires when a child turns 18. 
Uh, however, there are some exceptions, such as when the state seeks to certify a child uh, or to uh, uh, or, or seek a determinate sentence, but we can talk more about that uh, later. Again, what we all need to focus and parents need to focus on this is when your child is in the system, quote unquote. Um, the juvenile justice system is to be focused on a child's rehabilitation. That is the most important thing. What is in the best interest of a child? A lot of parents think that when a child is charged and they're in court, that means that, you know, the, the child's going to be punished, punished, punished. And yes, like everything, there should be a punishment when the law is broken. However, the courts are very, very focused on rehabilita rehabilitating that child because we want the child to be a productive member of society in the future. Uh, a, a court has very broad powers uh, over a child with regard to their rehabilitation. For instance, parents don't know this, but a judge can order a parent to go to school with a child if that child is acting up, if the child is just ditching school. I have had cases where uh, Judge San Medrano in the drug court, uh, he, he is the presiding judge of the drug court. He has ordered parents to attend school with their child definitely not fun it's humiliating for children it's also humiliating for the parent parent has to miss work so that can be done uh, parents can also submit to breath and alcohol blood and alcohol test blood and breath testing for alcohol for drugs uh, a court has jurisdiction over the parent adult siblings uh, significant uh, and other uh, significant others um, and can even take the child out of home the judge can order certain people re be removed from the home uh, if there's a, a problems on probation for the kid. Now, something that I have to explain to parents is when I'm a, as being a juvenile defense lawyer, who do I represent? I am looking you all in the eyes to tell you when you hire me, parents, I represent the child. So it doesn't matter that you paid me a certain amount of money. It doesn't matter where I got the money from. I represent the child only. I am not there to advocate for the parent. I am there to advocate for the child. A lot of times I get angry parents saying, well, my kid is saying that he wants to do this, this, but I want to do this, 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 uh, and I was the one that paid you, so you need to listen to me. That is not how the law works. My boss is the child, and it's my job to make sure that the child makes a very informed and educated decision when deciding how we are going to proceed in defending a case. And a lot of parents have a tough time understanding that, but that's just the way the law is, okay? I work for the child, regardless of who paid me. The child has to make certain decisions that an adult would be responsible making, such as a child has to decide whether or not they are going to admit to what they're being charged to. Uh, a child has to admit whether or not they're going to go to a judge or jury for a trial. A judge, uh, a child has to decide whether or not they're going to testify. Uh, so these things are uh, rights that only a child has. Uh, and as their defense lawyer, I have to listen to that. Now, there is also no uh, um, privilege when it comes to the parent. So if a parent tells me something, uh, I may have to disclose it. Now, if the child tells me something, that is confidential, 100%. Um, there are certain exceptions, like if I believe, if the child tells me that uh, they're going to go out and hurt someone else, at that point, just like any other client, I'd have to say something. But other than that, what a child tells me is completely confidential. 
But that being said, I do believe that it is important for parents to be involved in this decisions, in, in decisions like this. So I do encourage uh, my clients, my, my children clients to uh, have the parents involved because you know these decisions are gonna affect the parents as well. Now moving forward, when a child is detained, what we would, you know, uh, in lay terms, when a child is arrested, um, uh, the police may physically refer a child to the juvenile probation department. And we're going to talk more about that at later dates. Or there can be a paper referral where the uh, police sends a referral to the juvenile probation department. Um, the police sometimes call the, the juvenile in with the parents, hey, I need the kid uh, fingerprinted. We need to do a, a mug shot and get some vital information. But uh, the police can do that. The presumption in Texas is, though, that it's in the child's best interest to be released to the parent. Now, there are certain situations where the state may seek to have a child detained. Now, this typically happens in more serious cases, your aggravated sexual assaults, aggravated robberies, all the way up to murders. And, and the, in that case, if the judge feels that there is a danger to the community, a danger to the child, him or herself, uh, there, there is no reasonable or suitable supervision being given at home, or if the child is a flight risk, meaning there's a possibility the child will not show up for court, the judge can order that the child remain detained at the juvenile probation department. Uh, but the presumption is it's in the child's best interest to be released to the parents. So that's what typically uh, happens. Now, sometimes there are certain conditions uh, a judge can release a kid uh, after an accusation is being made, has been made. Uh, a judge can release a kid under uh, house arrest, electronic monitoring, uh, things like that, just to make sure that while this case is pending, the child is going to be uh, behaving uh, and there is going to be some form of supervision. Now, what happens when your child is accused of a crime? Uh, and that's going to be the topic of, of uh, today's conversation. Let's say you are at home or at work and you get a phone call. Your child was in a school fight uh, and your child is now being investigated for an assault. So what typically happens there in that in this scenario, usually it is the officer from the you know independent school district, whether it be the Socorro, El Paso, any other independent school district, they have a police, uh, a police office and they will investigate a case and they will send it over to the juvenile probation department. Now, that officer, let's say from the El Paso Independent Police Department, School District Police Department, will then investigate the case and eventually turn it into JPD, Juvenile Probation Department. In the meantime, the case the case will be worked up. So the child, they're, they're going to try to interview the child about the case. Um, and a lot of parents ask questions, well, the cop was talking to my kid and, you know, I didn't know about this. Well, we'll talk about that. But a lot of these things are permissible. Okay. Now, um, once the case is at the juvenile probation department, it's what's called, it's in the intake section. And the county attorney's office is going to decide whether or not they're going to proceed uh, on, on some uh, allegations. Now, it's important to know uh, the following. It's important that you lawyer up. Okay, bottom line is, if your child is being accused of something, you need to seek out legal counsel. Okay, a lot of people don't realize how serious these accusations, these charges can be on a child's, uh, you know, the, the implications, the consequences 
these accusations can have on a child's life down the road. So it is important you lawyer up. Uh, a lot of parents don't understand these things and sometimes they let certain law enforcement officials meet with their child. Sometimes they let their child sign things that they probably shouldn't let them sign. Um, I think every parent needs to warn a child, hey look, if the police officer is going to talk to you, you need to have the confidence and the wherewithal to say, I want a lawyer um, and I am going to be raising my kids like that. Uh, in the event that some uh, a police officer goes and talks to my child, I want my kid to know you need to make sure that you have a lawyer present. And I know we, we think to ourselves, well, I don't want my kid sounding so, you know, so smug and I don't want my kid to say, hey, get me my lawyer. But, you know, in this day and age, it's very important that you're your your child feel represented by somebody um, because the child is going to be scared uh, sometimes because of nerves a child will admit to something that the child didn't even do but you know these sometimes these investigators are so well trained uh, they know how to get information from a child and the scary thing is some sometimes children admit to things they didn't do uh, and we do have false confessions but that's why it's so important that your child be represented now uh, in the meantime so let's say I get a phone call and they want, you know, a child's been accused of something, the first thing I do is I tell the child, okay, I am now representing you. You are not to talk to anyone else about this case unless I know about it and give permission. Uh, so sometimes a probation officer from J JPD will say, hey, look, I'm, I'm so-and-so from JPD. I would like to interview you because we need to have some records updated about the child. That is an intake interview. They generally do not talk about the case. Uh, but I'd still like to be there. And I, 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 my law firm, for example, does prepare children and parents for these interviews. Um, uh, but once a, this, the, the case is uh, then ready for um, presentment to the county attorney's office and everybody has some information, then the county attorney decides, are they going to formally petition the case? Um, and that'll be, uh, we'll talk about the petition process at a later date. Uh, but today is everything that goes on prior to a formal charge being presented. So the things you need to know about. One, lawyer up. Um, again, your child needs to feel represented through every stage. I can't tell you how many phone calls I get from a parent who's saying, oh my gosh, Mr. Carmona, uh, my child signed something and, and I don't know what he signed. Well, I think that's inexcusable. How do you not know what your child signed? Um, and a lot of times I read the reports and then it turns out that it was the parent that gave permission for a detective, for an investigator. Uh, it gave permission to the child to sign something. Uh, that, that shouldn't happen. Um, you need to make sure you know exactly what your child is signing. And if you don't know what they're signing, you need to make sure a lawyer uh, knows what they're signing. You never, ever want to leave a child unprotected uh, with law enforcement. Okay. Uh, so again, make sure your child knows. It would be okay for your child to go to school with a lawyer's business card. Uh, this is not a plug for business, but uh, a child needs to know that there are certain rights that they won't tell you, they won't tell the child about, um, uh, you know, when they're investigating a case. Two, know who, uh, it, it's important that parents know who the law enforcement contact person is on campus. Develop a relationship with that officer, those officers. Uh, make sure that they have phone numbers. Hey, if my child is acting up, if something happens, I need to know. Uh, please give me a call, whether I'm at work or at home, a call or a text. 
uh, I'll be I'll be there um, to see what's going on. Uh, develop those relationships. Uh, develop the relationships with assistant principals and principals. It's important that you know what's going on on campus and that you develop a relationship where you feel comfortable talking to your parents, uh, talking to your child's uh, school about issues with your child. Um, also know that a child's record is very important, that they're keeping tabs over everything. Uh, you know, uh, whether there are disciplinary referrals, uh, your child's been ditching school, uh, these records do get reported to the juvenile probation department. So a prosecutor will know, um, you know, that this child's been ditching, having issues at school, things like that. And that can impact the way the county attorney's office prosecutes your child. So it's important to know all this stuff. Familiarize yourself with the parent portal. Be checking the grades. Be checking any notes that teachers have um, uh, regarding your child. Um, and, and feel free to uh, let the lawyer know if, if you do decide to hire a lawyer, which I'm encouraging. Let the lawyer know everything. Let the lawyer know that, hey, you know, my child may be experimenting with drugs and alcohol. Hey, my child may be involved with a gang uh, or my child may be having some mental health issues. These are all very important things. Um, I think a lot of times parents feel that they are being indicted or accused of being a bad parent. But, you know, a lot of these issues, a lot of parents are facing, regardless of their social income, their their uh, socioeconomic status. Uh, we are all having the same types of problems with our kids. Um, so don't feel like this is somebody saying you are being a bad parent. But the most important thing is, again, it's OK to seek out legal advice when it comes to your kid. You don't want your kid going at this alone. So please uh, don't hesitate to contact us at the CLM law firm, 915-225-1555, uh, or contact, uh, you know, extracurricular activities. Uh, and always feel free to ask questions because for a lot of you parents, this is the first time you ever ex experienced law enforcement. Um, so just uh, inform yourselves uh, with our kids. Thank you very much, and we'll talk soon. CLM Law Firm is the trial team you can trust for your criminal defense, car accident, school hearings, or parole cases. We combine our decades of experience to fight on your side as one powerhouse team, standing with you, standing for you. CLM Law Firm. The preceding program was a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program.